Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me here today and I really appreciate your presence um, and your time taken to support me. Um, welcome to my channel, welcome to my podcast um, and your support is really, really appreciated. Um, Hello to all my listeners all over the world who are following me on hubhopper.com, on Google Podcast, and on Facebook, on my Facebook page live. Um, uh, Dalit is, a, is Hebrew is now my new um, Facebook page. Um, I, it's the same old Facebook page, but I've changed the name to Dalit is Hebrew. So uh, welcome to, to all of you once, uh, once again. Today we're going to talk about um, current events and we're basically going to talk about the Karnataka um, government, uh, state government who is going to repeal the anti-conversion law. Before we go into that, we want to talk about uh, briefly the cyclone uh, that is passing to Gujarat and, and Maharashtra on the west coast and my thoughts and prayers are with them, all the people of the state. Uh, may they be safe, may they be secure, uh, may they get back to their lives as soon as possible. I am sorry for the, any loss of lives or damage caused to them and I would hope that all of you would uh, provide your help, your support, your prayers, your financial help, anything you can do, contribute, um, you know, um, donate uh, to the victims of the cyclone and help them to get back on their feet. So please, if all of you, whoever's listening, please spread this podcast and contribute to helping the people who are suffering under uh, the cyclone on the western coast of India, namely Gujarat and Maharashtra. On that note, we're going to talk about something different. The anti-conversion laws. Now, as we all know, the Karnataka BGP government uh, bought an anti-conversion laws. This law was to prevent predators, as in uh, Christian and Islamic predators, from um, forcibly converting weak people, young people, uh, people who were poor, people who were vulnerable, uh, from these conversion mafia. That means their goons, uh, their sex slavery, their uh, mafia who uh, deals in um, human trafficking. So they, they, con they con you into converting into Jesus Christ and some Allah and whoever. But in, in reality, they are conning you and using you as bait uh, for uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking, um, they, they force you, uh, they lie to you, uh, they then brainwash you to hate your own uh, history, your own culture, your own um, ideology, your own um, um, people, your own country, and then pretend that they're going to save you and you're going to heaven to heaven and hell and all of the above. This is what is going on and this is what they don't talk because they're supremacists. These are supremacist ideologies and supremacist goons. As an ex-Christian, I can tell you this is a fact. It is not debatable. It is a fact. Uh, these two groups are highly supremacist groups and they are there if for only one reason is to destroy the Vedic civilization and resurrect it as an Abrahamic civilization. It's not a problem for them that the whole 90% of the world is, is Abrahamic. Um, it is not a problem for them that all their countries have issues, um, no, no uh, employment, uh, corruption, drugs, 
everything you want on the top is there. They cannot control that, they cannot save that, but they want to save someone else. So this is the racket that is going on. So it's not um, it's not illegal to con to to change your religion, but it is illegal in the state of Karnataka for forced conversions um, and and con game uh, conversions of youth of vulnerable people to the mafia of this um, colonial racket. Um, and so there were laws put in to jail anyone who uh, manipulates the weak. Uh, manipulates the underprivileged, the poor, um, and this is a law that was brought in by the BJP government because the m bulk of the people uh, who are being targeted are Hindus. Okay, because the Hindus have been kept in utter poverty by this, by the socialists, by the Marxists, on purpose only so that they can be resurrected as a new group while they hate and discard their civilization. Uh, they want to get rid, they are so angry that the civilization of the, of the Vedas, of our ancestors, survived their Abrahamic onslaught. Now let me tell you, this has nothing to do with Jesus, okay? L let me just be very frank. This has nothing to do with Jesus, my friend, nothing. It is a political onslaught by using Jesus as a camouflage. Okay, political onslaught. Uh, this is a political empire, whether it's Islamic or whether it's um, Christian. These are the two groups having, you know, two groups con continuing their colonial and invading uh, invasion hangover, so as to uh, to finally change the demographics on the ground but this is what they are doing so obviously the the people of karnataka voted uh, for the congress and the congress is about is about destroying the vedic civilization um and their first goal the first job is not high prices that they say their goal as oh inflation their goal as their campaign promise was to get more jobs into the country uh, their goal their pro their 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 platform was to reduce inflation their platform was security uh, that's not what they did then that, that's not what they're doing the first job is religion why are you so interested in religion when your main platform, your main platform was one and only one to inflation, to stop inflation, to get more jobs, to stop corruption. Oh, they said the BJP 40% corruption, 40% corruption. That was one of their main goals uh, to stop corruption. But what is, what is, what are they doing? Anti conversion law. What is the anti-conversion law? It's the corruption of the, uh, um, of the Christian and the Islamic groups. That corruption was, the, was what the law was for. To stop the corruption of their mafia, to stop the corruption of their sex slavery, of their human trafficking, of their lies, of their, of their demographic change, of their uh, misuse, mistreatment and manipulation of poor and weak min, uh, marginalized people. Um, but why is the Congress doing it? Because their the actual statement is that they, they are secular. 
But secular means respecting all groups. Secular does not mean converting. Where in the world does secular means conversion, proselytization? Con secular means that all groups live together in harmony and secular means all groups do not step on other groups. That means we, um, we um, compromise to live in harmony with each other. But do you think conversion is how is living in harmony do you think manipulation human trafficking human uh, sex slavery do you think that using and manipulating marginalized groups marginalized people poor people vulnerable people is that secular but this is the real secular of the Congress, my dear friend, the actual word secular is not living in harmony with different groups, that all different groups and people live together. The secular word for the Indian National Marxist Congress is one and one only, is to um, destroy the Vedic civilization by using colonial invaders and their relics of the empires as a front to manipulate, destroy and, uh, and abuse and denigrate the Vedic civilization. That is what secular means for the Indian National Congress. Secular does not mean stopping inflation. Step, secular does not mean uh, uh, stopping corruption. Secular does not mean, um, uh, you know, uh, calming the waves. Secular means enforcing uh, fascism, uh, destroying destruction of other people's civilization who do not fit your uh, worldview. That is what secular is. So they are using the colonial hangover of the relics of empires who invaded the Indian subcontinent, using them as bait, they, as a camouflage in the front to hang on the, to power from the back door. Because they know they cannot hang on to power with, with their track record. Their track record shows suffocation of the Indian economy. Their track record shows uh, lack of employment, shows overpopulation, shows um, um, violence, shows uh, divide and rule, shows running two countries within one country, two parallel countries of minority and majority, shows uh, um, their track record shows... Uh, promotion of uh, fake narratives, promotion of, um, of, of fear, promotion of victimhood, promotion of plantation mentality, promotion of destroying the country's economy, uh, pr pr promotion of lack of investment in, um, in infrastructure, in economics, in, in education, Th this entire promotion of these negative narratives is what the definition of secular is for the Indian National Congress. So they run a minority majority uh, dual country within the land and then they blame the other side. Oh look the Hindu Muslim, if you're so angry about Hindu Muslim and you want to make it secular, you should also remove the other divisions of society. And those other divisions of society is minority and majority. Why don't you remove the narrative of minority and majority? Why did you not do anything for 65 years when you were in power for caste? Because you know very well that caste is not Indian. Caste is Roman Catholic. 
why did they not do anything? Why did they not take out the narrative of caste? Why did they promote the narrative of caste? Why did they not do their research and understand that Dalit is not Hindu, Dalit is Hebrew? Why did they not do anything about it? How come they had no program for stopping the population explosion? How come they had no program for investment in infrastructure? How come they nationalized all the, the, the institutions of the country, the economics of the country, destroyed it completely, destroyed the e economy, and took it to a standstill? Uh, bankruptcy almost once, but almost twice. How come 80% of the country's money and transactions was in cash? because they are getting a cut out of all of it. This is what the secularism of the Indian National Congress is, because their secularism comes from Europe, comes from Soviet Russia, and their secularism means flat earth mentality, us versus them, and a parade and a panoply of words of disgust, of distrust, of negativity, of fear, as we talked about yesterday, of fear. That is what um, that is what Abrahamic groups are. It's about fear, fear. It's not about love. It's not about joining each other. The narrative of love is just a camouflage on the front. On the back, though, it's all about fear, fear of Satan. That's the only thing they agree on. They cannot even agree on saying the creator. They cannot even agree on saying... Um, professing their love for the creator or professing their um, love for any different point of view, their ideology is about I am the truth, the way, the life, power, money, power, money, and subjugation to a plantation. That's why they stick with relics of colonial empires because all these relics of colonial empires had only one thing in mind, slavery. The Islamic empires were about slavery. Christian empires were about slavery. So this is why they want slaves. Slaves means taking away your voice. Slavery means taking away your choice. Slavery means uh, having a narrative of us versus them um, and a narrative of degradation, negativity, uh, disgust, of, um, of fear, of victim, and all these, these narratives are running separate different countries in one, are running identity politics uh, and pitting one against the other. This is what secularism is. And that's why you see among Abrahamic groups, um, for 3,000 years, they have fought like cats and dogs. You understand why now, uh, yesterday I was talking about um, the concept where um, the Abrahamic groups believe do not even agree on the creator, on having one creator and different points of opinions about them. Um, they, they only agree on Satan, which is the foundation of their fear. And that fear means destroying anything that he doesn't like, which means anyone who doesn't submit to Abrahamic supremacy. And even within the Abrahamic groups, they're always fighting. Look at Europe and the Ukraine-Russia war. They are two Christian groups. And that also both Orthodox. Both Orthodox groups fighting against each other. What are you telling me? that they cannot even stand among themselves. They're fighting with each other and they're trying to save the planet from Hindus and the Kufar and the um, negativity of a fascist, uh, 
my God, uh, fascist people, fascist Hindus, uh, unbucked, uh, ignorant Hindus, Sanatani Hindus, uh, Sangi Hindus. I mean, they've got these name-calling, insolent, completely condescending um, ideologies that give them the moral superiority to spit on anyone else. This is the only thing that they're capable of doing, spitting on others and pro professing themselves as saints and moral superiority while the others are cheap, slave labor enough to degrade, disgust, uh, distaste, denigrate, and, and for because they all fall into the bracket of fear and, and um, Satan. And the only way of destroying fear uh, is spitting on other people. That's how you destroy fear for them. Fear is not about, uh, it's a hollow base. It's not about empowering yourself with knowledge. Fear is not about uh, taking away it, taking away your fear through dialogue, through, through education. Fear is, is hollow, uh, lack of self-confidence ideology based out of indoctrination of your mind, out of ignorance. And that is why their only goal is to destroy anyone. Like where you go to Makkah, you have to throw the stones at, at the wall because to destroy Satan. I mean, how stupid can you get if Satan has been there for 3,000 years? Do you think by throwing stones on a wall, it's going to go anywhere? But no, that's exactly what they do. And this is how Abrahamic groups behave across the board. That is the foundation of secular, and that is the foundation of, um, of, of the Indian National Congress. So they have to destroy anyone and everyone who does not agree with them, uh, who does not submit to them, and who does not believe in proselytization and destruction of the Vedic civilization. They will not do their homework to say where did all this come from, it, it, it was not an influence of one group, it's an influence of a conf, uh, conf, uh, confluence of groups who came to the Indian subcontinent to heal as refugees and they brought with them their negative energy, their negative ignorance, their knowledge, their ignorance and now that has become a part of our society and they keep drawing fault lines by this fancy by these false narratives. Why are these narratives there? Uh, why are these false uh, ignorant narratives there? Because they don't have anything to offer you as a civilization. Because the Vedic civilization had maths, had trigonometry, had geometry, had algebra, had history, had education, had universities. What can you offer civilization that has anything else? So they have to, they, they had no, um, um, they had no agenda, they had no um, cause, they had to invent a cause, so they had to invent caste, they had to invent uh, Dalit, they had to invent uh, fascism, they had to invent uh, phobia, they had to invent um, fear, they had to invent victimhood in order to drive their narrative and agenda of destruction of a race. And a destruction of the race does not come with physical violence, a destruction of, an of a race or civilization comes with narratives, very important. So they had to invent negative ideas to, um, to, to fight against a civilization that was highly uh, knowledgeable, highly, uh, highly advanced and true 
the weak, they have used their negativity, their invention of narratives, uh, creating of narratives. They use the weak on the ground because it's always weak in society and they'll keep harping on the weak. They keep using the weak, manipulating the weak to rise up to power from the inside and finally destroy the civilization. And that's what they've been doing for 3,000 years. Um, and this last part is nothing new. I, I didn't expect anything more, but... Um, Yes, this is part uh, and parcel of their agenda. But just to tell you that their taking down of the of repealing of the laws of the anti-conversion laws, which are not anti-conversion, but was anti-forced conversion, manipulation of weak people. That was a law to protect these weak people. They, they, the first act, one of the first acts that they do is bring down the law, not investing in anything for inflation or reduction in inflation, reduction on better lives, uh, reduction in corruption, reduction in so-called fake 40% corruption. It's a narrative that they built, a narrative that they, they ran with in a narrative that's absolutely hollow. And, and I'm sorry to say, but the people of Karnataka believed in their nonsense, but good for you. This is what you want. This is what you get. Um, so this is exactly what they have, th their first task is because they do not care about inflation. They do not care about corruption. They are the corrupt of the corrupt people of this country. They are relics of colonial empires. Their empires are dead, but their divine departments are open for business and they need our human capital to resurrect their empires. As an ex-Christian, I will tell you very clearly, this is disgusting, these people, and I was a secular person once I am no longer secular I think it's a scam complete and utter scam and this is what is waiting for India if you vote with these goons these mafia they all they want is to destroy the Vedic civilization they will blame you for everything but behind the scenes they have been playing the divide and rule for so long they don't even remember how long they've been doing it they are the masters of divide and rule parallel countries, parallel societies within a country and they have been indoctrinating us from the time we are born to play this divide and rule narrative, to play this victimhood narrative, to play this narrative of us versus them of fear. They've been indoctrinating us and then they say, oh, we are, we are to protect the minorities. We did not ask them to make us minorities. We did not ask them to remain relics of colonial empires. We did not ask them to be weak or victims. We asked, we choose, we didn't have any choice. We were not even allowed to have an opinion. Having an opinion is a crime. And that is why they rode, they used us and they abused us for an agenda which is political camouflage by religion, minority rights, a majority, uh, us versus them, he heaven versus hell. So this is what they've done. And this is their secularism. From the back, though, they have played uh, a secular, fake, hollow scam narrative and used our human capital for politics and power. And there are ignorant people who will believe them, but this is what it is. And then they point fingers at others and say, oh, well, you're communal. 
who gives them the right to say, the moral authority to say that someone is communal and someone is not? No, that communal belongs to them. When you run a narrative for 50, 60 years saying minority versus majority, that is communal. When you run a narrative um, that is taken over from Islamic groups who wanted to divide India and partition India, which they were successful for, you take over the narrative and you use it for your own political agenda, the communal is you because you're dividing between Hindu and Muslim. As the government, you should have removed, they should have removed this narrative completely and not had any majority in minorities. But on the ground, they did have this narrative of majority minority. The moment you have this, it's us versus them, two different countries. They became the master of the divide and rule while they pointed fingers at everyone else, the British, the Europeans, um, and the Hindus. And now that's come full circle, it's coming back to them. And what did I do? What are they doing? The same thing. They're blaming everyone else for communal divide. Oh, the BJP is communal. So the BJP has got this tag of being communal fascist. But in reality, the real communal, the real anti-secular, the real... Um, the real fascists are the three fingers pointing back at the Marxist Indian National Congress. And this is why the Abrahamic groups have been at war for so long, 3,000 years. There's still a war going on in Yemen. There's wars going on in Africa that we don't hear about, in Morocco, in Algeria. Uh, there are wars going on in, 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 in African countries, Mali, uh, Libya, but they cannot take, they cannot acknowledge anything for for they for that there's war going on in ukraine there is a mess in the united states of america an absolute mess but they will never acknowledge it they want to come and point fingers at india and the bjp as communal when the real communal is the three fingers pointing back at them. Let me end this podcast by saying, my dear friends, this has nothing to do with Jesus because Jesus was not about divide and rule. Jesus was not about labels. Jesus was anti-label. He was his duty and his goal. His mission at that point was to remove the labels between the tribes of Israel uh, because the tribes of Israel were fighting each other. They were... Uh, they were um, challenging each other, they were uh, contesting each other, they were, um, they did not trust each other. Um, there was a lot of negativity going on at that point because of the geological uh, issues of that land and the subsequent tremors, earthquakes, volcanic eruptions. So they were fearing their own brothers and sisters, they were harboring negativity and so he was there to negate it, he was there to remove the distrust, the mistrust, and, and join the dots together and say, you're the same brothers and sisters. And that is what we are saying today. We are all the same. We are not, um, uh, we are not um, Hindu versus Muslim. We are not um, us versus them, minority versus minority. These are um, fabricated narratives by the Marxist license Raj for only one reason, to divide the country because when you divide, you can rule. That's how Africa fell down. That's how the natives of Canada and America fell down because they were divided. So the Indian National Congress has played this divide and rule, us versus them, minority versus majority, all camouflage 
by secularism, a fake secularism, uh, and the proof of that is the repeal of the anti-conversion law to protect the very same vulnerable people who they, they pretend to protect, but they, they want to remove this law, and guess who's very happy? The, the Christian groups of Karnataka and the Islamic groups of Karnataka. And once it's done, once they destroy the land, then they'll go fighting each other. Now they join forces to destroy the Hindus, and at one point they'll fight against each other because it's all about destroying anything that's evil for them, and they only see evil in other people's eyes. Evil is not the three fingers pointing back at them. Evil is the three finger is the two fingers pointing back at others. So it is important to understand everyone that it's time to heal. It's time to remove these narratives. Um, they fabricated narratives just as they fabricated caste, just as they fabricated Dalit, just as they fabricated Kufar, just as they fabricated untouchability, which are all narratives that were invented and fabricated only to destroy a superior civilization to these desert uh, Abrahamic groups, uh, which they still have not gone anywhere and done anything about. Um, so on that note, I want to take your leave. I want to thank you for your time. I hope you could spread this podcast. I hope you could... Um, Enjoy it. Have the conversation with your friends, with your families. Uh, please have this conversation. It is very important. Have it with at least five people. Ask them to have it with another five people each. And ask each one to continue that five people chain so that we can spread the knowledge, spread the news. We can heal. It is important to heal, my friends. If we stop the ignorance in our homes, we will stop the ignorance in our streets. If we... Um, um, if we stop the ignorance on our streets, we could stop it at our borders. So stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your streets. Stop the violence in your streets and you will stop the violence at your borders. On that note, I take your leave. Thank you so much for your time. Stay safe until we meet again.